Hey everybody, you're listening to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right, it's me. Uh, so today, uh, today, <laughs> today's gonna be a bit of a doozy. Today we're gonna talk about gender. Uh, mostly we're gonna talk about gender so that we can begin to talk about intersex people. Uh, hopefully we're gonna have a whole episode on intersex people. But today we have to lay the groundwork by just a kind of a general conversation about gender. I know that, uh, you might be thinking, Becky, Becky, didn't we talk for like an hour about, uh, trans people? You're right, we, we did. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with this. This is a whole other, this is a whole other episode. This has got nothing to do with that. Gender, you know, uh, you talk about gender a lot when you are talking about trans people, but trans people don't have some sort of, uh, uh, monopoly on, uh, gender expression. There's a lot of other ways to do it. And, uh, intersex people are something entirely separate from trans people. So, um, intersex people get kind of clumped with trans people all the time because we kind of just think about them as like people who are you know uh hard to understand (laughs) but no that's not what it is they're totally separate deals so we're gonna get into all of it first up gender all right what the heck is gender do you remember do you remember uh remember our little triangle we got sex sexuality and then we got gender so what is sex sex is like what kind of parts you got like what's your body say yar uh what's the doctor say yar that's a better way to say that what's your sexuality that's how your uh how that's how your sex relates to other people you know um or how it do- doesn't relate to other people. It's how you express yourself sexually, like having sex or not having sex or anything under the sun. The whole spectrum of sexuality is this whole separate kind of thing. It's kind of how you relate to other people, but also how you relate to yourself in a sexual way. Uh, and then there's gender. What's gender? Gender is how you see yourself as as your sex. Like what kind of what kind of what kind of sex do you do you feel yourself yourself as yourself what kind of sex do you feel yourself as how do you express yourself uh how do you feel as as a as a person in society um the thing about it is is it's really tough to talk about gender and sexuality mostly because gender and sexuality are you know concepts that are presented to us in this like really strict binary framework that we're all brought up with so um, it doesn't really matter. My brain doesn't really care that I'm like a super progressive lesbian, uh, genderqueer, uh, rough motherfucker. All it really cares about is like, you know, the first like five years of my life. That seems to have like a huge impact on everybody it's like the first five first ten years of your life huge impact on you so if you're raised by conservative nutjobs like i was then 
you kind of got a conservative nut job brain, even if you're, even if you're, even if you're a lesbian, gender queer motherfucker. And it's and it's crazy. So we have we have kind of this gender in society, and we have this gender in ourselves. Uh, the societal gender aspect of things is so loud, it's so omnipresent, it's so everywhere that you don't really get a chance to reflect on your individual perspective on your gender, like your own independent, uh, uh, what is it, primary source, you know, that's, that's, that's the original sort of primary source on your gender is yourself. Society is a secondary source on gender, you know, uh, so why are we, why are we all referring to the secondary source before primary source. I, 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 I bet people haven't even read their primary sources. You know, it took me a long time to read my primary sources because the secondary source is cheap, easy. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, it's everywhere. You can pick it up at Barnes and Noble. It's down the street. So we know that our gender is, uh, how we see ourselves. We know that our sex is, uh, how society sees us and we know that our sexuality is how we how we play with all of it and how do we understand intersex people what are intersex people intersex people are uh people that get born with uh some sort of variation on the normal either uh polar hole something in between polar hole something in between uh, pussy and penis and it's not really like it's not like there's some sort of third option it's just that you get some sort of mix of all the of all the of all the parts or some sort of spectrum of all the parts um the quigley scale we're gonna get into it so uh why why are we talking about this like it's not science it, well it is kind of science are we talking about it like it's not science i can't tell we're talking about it like it's theories because it's theories you know science is theory anyway so i thought i thought there were just men and women yeah me too I think we all understand that uh, trans people exist at this point because you've listened to transphobia, but um, uh, not everybody even knows that intersex people exist. I think that's a really big problem. And the real reason that people don't know that intersex people exist is because when a baby gets born with ambiguous parts, sometimes the hospital will just correct that. Uh, Big quotations around correct. Uh, sometimes the hospital just go ahead and do it and they because they just don't like having a conversation with somebody about how their baby's penis looks kind of like a vagina or how their baby's clit was so big it looked kind of like a penis nobody wants to have that chat with newborn parents so uh they just don't have the chat and um then later in life that that kid grows up to have pain in their genital area or that kid grows up to find that they have testicles or that kid grows up to find that, you know, all sorts of crazy shit. We're going to get into it later, but very few, very few people are intersex and uh, even fewer people know about them. So that's the taste of what's coming up. I told you it was going to be a doozy. This is not light stuff. Uh, you know, get some, get some strong coffee for this guys. I think it's going to be at least an hour at least that's my estimate all right
It's grammar time. Yeah. I was gonna do like a stop. It's grammar time, but now I did uh, a worse version of it. So when we're talking about gender, what are we really talking about? We're kind of talking about uh, pronouns. That's kind of you know. We're talking about how people feel. We're talking about we're talking about uh, uh, gender being a spectrum. Talking about all these good things, but we're also just talking about you know do you what do you say? How do you say it? So gender gender pronouns. You know traditionally it's just been he or she. For the English language, that's 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 you know he she, they or them, it. Those are pretty much it. Pro act gender activists gender activists have come up with some alternatives to traditional English pronouns because I think everybody can kind of come to consensus that uh, the English language is not super great at uh, not painting things in a binary, like both with gender, but not just with gender, like with it, with everything else. Um, so we should probably talk about gender neutral pronouns. So gender-neutral pronouns. Why do we need general? Why do we need gender-neutral pronouns at all? We need gender-neutral pronouns because not everybody, uh, not everybody, fits with the binary. And uh, also, it's kind of just reflective of a culture of patriarchy and misogyny, and you know, that's fine. But uh, it's also just kind of, it's just easier. Some of them are kind of cool. Uh, there's uh, per, purse, or per self. Oh gosh, okay. So one of the ones that I kind of like, uh, Subject, object, possessive, possessive pronoun, reflective version of this are fe, fair, fair, fairs, fair self. And you could just leave off the F, you could just be like A, air, air, airs, air self. So instead of he, him, his, his, his self, or she, her, her, hers, herself, or they, them, their, theirs, themselves. It's fay, fair, fair, fairs, fair self. I think that leaves a lot less options for people to get their grammar wrong. That's nice. I'm I'm terrible at grammar, so I'm always looking for for a cop out. But um, uh, it's you know, if if somebody prefers to go by a different pronoun, you should just try to to do that. Um, it's. Remember, remember in transphobia when we were talking about how people need uh, to be called by the right name because otherwise you're uh, otherwise you're uh, otherwise you're dead naming them. Oh, here's another gender neutral pronoun. Z, zem, zir, zirs, zemself. I love that because it's just like they, them, their, theirs, themselves, except with X's and Y's. Z, zem, zir, zirs, zemself. I could totally use that. I feel like that should be in like Futurama or something. Anyway, uh, do you remember when we were talking about how uh, 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 trans, uh, trans people really need to be called by the right name? 
Well, if you're a gender non-conforming person, if you're an intersex person, if you're genderqueer, if if you're if your gender is uh, different than the one that somebody is 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 calling you by, that's just about as you know disrespectful as the name thing. It's different because it's gender and not their name. I feel like name is just a little bit more. The name thing is just is just a little even more more important. Uh, than the than the pronoun that you go by, your name is 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 to me. There's there is a hierarchy, and your name is more important than your pronoun. But um, you know, pronouns go a long way to somebody who's being constantly delegitimized by society. So um, if somebody wants to be called Z, or if somebody wants to be called Faye, instead of him or her. Uh, it's kind of fun. Just give it a shot. Be good sport. Certainly don't give them a lecture about how dumb they are. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to, we're here to be good sports. And we're here to, to kind of at least dream of a better world for everybody to live in. I think everybody can take a step back and agree that whether or not you like gender, gender, gender neutral pronouns, uh, you can, we can all agree on, uh, uh, wanting a better future for everybody that gets along better and uh you know seatbelts used to be crazy and uh, now everybody wears seatbelts if you don't wear a seatbelt you're a stupid asshole but uh so yeah maybe in 50 years it's like oh my god did you hear this group of people at lunch they all hang out and use him and her instead of z they're such like, you know, hyper traditionalist conservative nut jobs. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I fucking hope so. So, as I said, you know, I don't really think that uh, this is quite on par as a, as a disrespect. I don't think that this is as disrespectful as calling someone by the wrong name. But, um, you know, if you're trying to be a good ally to the LGBT community, ask what pronoun people prefer to call them by, and when they tell you, do it. And if you forget, apologize. Don't make a huge deal out of it. And I, I'm sorry, but if you're a gender non-conforming person who gets really upset when somebody calls you by the wrong pronoun, I'm going to have to politely ask you to just cool it. All right? You can't expect everybody to, to just accept this the first time it might be that person's first time coming to terms or coming face to face with uh, a gender non-conforming pronoun conversation uh, and if it's their first time talking about gender non-conforming pronouns uh, you shouldn't be surprised you shouldn't shame them you should just educate them and the most important thing about educating somebody is making sure that they don't feel attacked or shitty or down when you're trying to teach them something you're, they just kind of shut down. So if you're if you're really concerned with the way that somebody's talking to you, then you have to talk about it in a different way. You have to sit them down and be like, hey, you know, that's really cute. And I think you're really funny, but could you just do this instead? And if they resist, then it's a teaching point. And if that person's really, if, if that person's really aggressively, like, I'm not going to call you by that bullshit, blah, 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 I'm a hoo 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 then everybody around you is going to see a calm, rational person explaining their perspective 
and an irrational person screaming him and her at you, you know, um, and disrespecting you and calling you by the wrong pronoun. And then everybody else can interpret the situation on their own. But, you know, the most important thing that we can do is just kind of just, you know, smile big and talk about gender neutral pronouns in a way that doesn't sound like crazy liberal agenda. Is that, is that fair? I'm not trying to... Obviously, this is not on gender non-conforming people's... This is not their burden. It's not their cross to bear. But if you really want to go by a certain pronoun and you're tired of explaining it to people, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's just what you're going to have to do. We, we just don't have the sort of... We just don't have the sort of culture where everybody just knows what Z is. Nobody knows what fair, fair is. Fay, fair, fairs, fair self. Nobody knows what this is. Uh, so if if you really identify one of these terms, if you really prefer a certain set of pronouns, that's on you to educate everybody in your social circle. And if they're if they won't, if they're non-conforming to your non-conforming status, that's a whole other argument to have. But the separate situation. Um all right. It's just good practice to ask, and if you are someone that insists that your pronouns are a certain way, it's good practice to explain in a patient, kind, loving way. Uh, maybe don't refer them to this podcast, because I don't think I do that very well. All right. So, what is a non-binary, what is a non-binary person? What the heck is a non-binary person? I've been talking about this the whole episode, and I haven't even explained it. A non-binary person... Somebody that identifies as gender non-conforming, uh, gender queer, uh, polygender. There's all sorts of different terms. Uh, we could have a whole separate episode just on different gender identities. Uh, but uh, I don't really want to make the whole time about uh, different gender identities. I'd rather uh, make a quick distinction between identifying on the gender spectrum and again being intersex uh, intersex people uh, have their own gender spectrum that is separate from their biological sex their biological born body hormone patterns uh, or any sort of situation that they're in uh, so again you know, uh, an intersex person might prefer different pronouns. An intersex person might be gender non-conforming. An intersex person might be non-binary. Uh, they might be any of these things, but it has a separate thing. It's a separate thing from uh, uh, being intersex. Uh, same with being trans. It's a whole separate thing. Uh, I just, I just really want to make that distinction. Okay. So, uh, the thing about it is that in order to understand the spectrum of gender, we have to understand that uh, our bodies reflect our gender in a spectrum. That every baby that's born does not get born with just a penis or a vagina. They get born with a spectrum of hormones, a spectrum of conditions, a spectrum of chromosomes, all sorts of different stuff. Uh, they, uh, 
So the, the, the physical, biological sex of the person is not associated with their gender identity. Their gender identity can be male, female, uh, in between. It can be both. It can be multiple genders. It can be uh, 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 something that you've never heard of just because. You know, it can be thoroughly in the middle. It can be genderless. Uh, anything that you can, anything that you can imagine, you can be, because I think the real root of it is that we don't fully understand what male or female is. I think there's some obvious, like, I think we understand the hormonal effects. I think we can see that, like, androgens and testosterone have clear medical effects on, on people and the different genders over time experience these different effects differently, you know, because it's just cumulative in a certain way. I think we can understand that. I think we can understand hormones, but I don't think we can understand gender and gender identity and gender expression. Um, I, also, your gender identity and your gender expression has, like, nothing to do with your sexuality. Uh, your sexuality is just something completely separate. Um, so... What is an intersex person? An intersex person, uh, they're born with a variety of sex characteristics. This is really just about the most spectrum-y spectrum thing. Almost every intersex person is unique, you know? Uh, it's kind of like, they're, I don't, I don't want to be like they're snowflakes, but, you know, there's an estimate that 1.7% of, of the population, 1.7% of the population has ambiguous genitalia at birth, like recorded in hospitals. And a lot of times there'll be things like the, the tip of the, the hole of the penis is either too small and they'll need to like trim a bit to make it like so that they can pee or uh, like the foreskin gets over it or something like that. Or, or there's also examples of uh, the hole being way too big and like extending down the length of the penis. They have to kind of like alter it, alter some things in there to you know kind of make it more functional. Uh, and that's a little bit different than the sort of surgery that I'm more worried about. The sort of surgery that I'm more worried about it has to do with, uh, uh, you know, like if uh, if a penis is too small or if a clitoris is too big, they'll surgically or hormonally change that baby to fit more into the binary. Um, a lot of times intersex people um don't really know that they're intersex until they hit puberty same way uh we don't all know that we're uh anything until puberty i mean i didn't fucking know anything about anything other than like i loved ice cream you know um so when are we gonna talk hey becky hey hey becky when are we gonna talk about hermaphrodites uh, we're we've been we've been doing that. Uh, here's a little here's a little bit of here's a little bit of news for you. The term hermaphrodite nowadays people just don't like it. They it's it's dated. It's 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 a little bit short sighted, and by a little bit we mean a lot. There's a lot of new research about DNA, and uh, there's a lot of new uh, uh, evidence. That the word hermaphrodite just does not cut it. It does not cut it in for how we understand gender today. And um, it's also just got a lot of baggage with it. Kind of used as a defamatory, discriminatory 
sort of word. So we just kind of, we're done with, we're done with hermaphrodite. We don't use that anymore. Uh, it's intersex. So, um, so yeah, when we're, we're talking about all this sorts of surgical and hormonal, like medical intervention discrimination. Intersex people also face a ton of discrimination just from birth for their whole lives, from their families, from their friends, from their lovers, from doctors. Um, it's a really big problem and it's very unique and a lot of people in the gay community don't know anything about it because it doesn't really affect them because they're not intersex because your sexuality doesn't have anything to do with being intersex. So Becky, why are we talking about intersex people at all? Uh, they, they need help. They need, they need, uh, they need attention. Uh, they need awareness. They need people acknowledging their existence. Uh, did everybody read Jeffrey Eugenides, uh, Eugenides? I, I butchered that. Go ahead and send me all the hate mail in the world. I look forward to it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to get so, so aroused reading that hate mail. Um, Middlesex, that's a really good book. I really like that book. Really, really good perspective on being intersex. Um, the thing is, is that the discrimination just knows no bounds. It's similar in a lot of ways to the discrimination that a lot of people in the LGBTQ and AI, AI, AI is including intersex, but in the LGBTQA community experience, it's um, socially and culturally not acceptable to be intersex, mostly because people don't know what the hell you are and they don't know how to deal with it. And they, they have so many questions and it's like, well, I don't want to show you pictures of my junk, but also like, I don't want to talk about this at all. You know, I'm, um, it was almost easier when we like didn't have the ability to photograph everybody 24-7. I think it was a lot easier. But also harder. I don't care. So it's 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 not it's not great news. Uh, to be to be intersex. You're gonna you're gonna have a tough life. Um, you're also gonna be inherently interesting, guaranteed forever. Do you think that, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, intersex kid gets operated on right from birth, never tells the parents, parents don't know, kid grows up, thinks they're trans, hits puberty, the balls drop. It's quite a compelling argument for being trans, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's it's also really upsetting when you have to tell that poor intersex kid that they you know cut their dick off when they were born because they they were just you know they were cosmetically changing the genitals to look a certain way. That's the thing about the corrections. It's just it's cosmetic for the most part. It's just it's just a societal bullshit that they put onto these little babies. Remember. You, when you were born, we're just babies. It's all just tissues. Uh, when you plant 20 seeds, do all 20 of those seeds come up exactly the same way? No. Why would humans do that? Why would that happen to humans? Why would you plant 20 seeds and then all 20 of them grow up to be exactly the same? They're all the same gender and everything's... Because if gender was scientific, then that's what we would do. We have ways of like uh, of changing seeds to be more and less one way. But um, mostly 
nature is is natural and uh random and beautiful and spontaneous and uh i think that uh intersex people are evidence of nature's spontaneous beauty i think intersex people are very very interesting uh physiologically but um you know, they, they experience a lot of the same sorts of discriminations as trans people, but again, trans people are not, and, and even in the same category as intersex people. Uh, I, I guess the only way to describe it, being intersex would be almost be like being born uh, into like uh, the right body, but having everybody in society hate you for, for, for the body that you were, that you were naturally given. Or having everybody in society not hate you but you be miserable in a body that they turned into something that was not what it was supposed to be anyway it's a nightmare um fun fact about intersex people most intersex people identify as non-heterosexual i saw a statistic it was like 52 percent or i think that's a i think that's a guess I don't want to be rude about the percentages again, but uh, I think that's a guess. It, uh, I think it. I think that being intersex probably doesn't have anything to do with uh, being LGBT or uh, having uh, an, a non-conventional and un- having an unconventional sexuality. I think that being intersex forces you to question societal norms and gender norms and sexual norms. And if you're forced to confront sexual norms, I feel like you're you're certainly gonna maybe think that you're not at least just a heterosexual person. But obviously, still tons of intersex people identify as heterosexual. 52% means 48% did something else. I don't know if it's heterosexual, but you know they you know 52% identified as non-heterosexual. To me, that says they had they all had they were all forced to come to terms with whether or not. They, uh, their sexuality was normal or not because they were forced to come to terms with the fact that their genitalia is quote-unquote abnormal and that their gonads are quote-unquote abnormal. So, I mean, that's the other thing. Gonads and genitalia are different things. I'm sure anybody who's a doctor is like, fucking duh. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're a doctor who's listening to this who knows anything about uh, intersex people please call me so i can interview you this sounds amazing please don't charge me either okay so uh why do i keep talking about the distinction between intersex people and gay people am i afraid of intersex people absolutely not i'm fascinated by them but not in like a weird creepy like observer way i'm mostly fascinated with their situation because their situation is terrible they're they're grouped with the lgbt community they're kind of just clumped together with everybody else uh they're grouped with trans people that they don't really have uh uh you know a direct connection to and uh they're also like completely silenced within these communities because the people that in that community don't really understand anything about intersex and they don't really understand anything about what they're going through or how to help them because again sexuality is a separate thing but a lot of people don't really pay attention to intersex people because lgbt community is making a ton of progress on a bunch of stuff 
They're getting all sorts of laws done. They're getting all sorts of legislation done. They're getting all sorts of advocacy done. But none of that advocacy helps intersex people at all. Gay marriage doesn't help intersex people at all. Uh, Gay adoption doesn't help stop babies from getting their clits cut off because they're huge. You know, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to start a fire. I'm just trying to say, like, we're not paying attention to this issue whatsoever. And uh, uh, the World Health Organization is trying to ban uh, non-consensual uh, corrective genital surgery, but they haven't done it yet. Uh, how common are intersex people? There's there's somewhere somewhere in between one in fifteen hundred and one in two thousand. That's 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 like not enough for it to be a huge thing, but uh, it's certainly enough to make it a big problem for uh, erasure and invisibility and lack of awareness for a really serious issue. Another controversial, interesting thing about intersex people, uh, there's all sorts of different intersex people that are that have been professional athletes. Um, they have uh, uh, caused a lot of controversy. A more recent one, Mogadi Castor Semenya. I'm so sorry about this. Again, I, I am just a lowly... Uh, Kentuckian who is doing her fucking best uh, the, she's a runner who uh, was recently involved in a lot of controversy we should have our whole episode in the, and we should have a whole feature on intersex athletes in the intersex episode uh, there will be an intersex episode so that pretty much that pretty much covers all the, the most important things on my mind right now about intersex people they're um, not really being protected by anything that the LGBT community is ad- advocating for they're not really acknowledged um, most people don't really know what intersex is or who intersex people really are um, a lot of people clump them with trans people and um, there are their own special circumstance that has their own very special unique set of problems um we need to have our own whole episode on uh, intersex people but um i just wanted to make sure that this is part of it um so now we're going to talk about gender identities uh that aren't related to your physical body or are depending on depending on the one we're going to basically just talk about all the different types of gender identities um before we start doing it i think it's really important to mention that all of this is uh kind of a i want to say pseudoscience but uh it's all theories it's all uh, it's all it's all speculation at this point. We're pretty much going to be reading terms and definitions that uh, uh, <laughs> if a few of them don't make you chuckle, I, I'm not sure you have a sense of humor. Um, 
it's kind of what the Republicans talk about with all the with the, the kooky nonsense. It's definitely like if I showed my dad this list of terms, he would laugh for years. Like he would he would chuckle about it every single time he thought about it. It would he would I would just be like, hey, remember remember this term? And he would just go, <laughs> you know, he would just love it. And it's not supposed to be funny. And I guess you could just spend the whole time getting real upset and real offended. But uh, it is kind of funny. I know that's it's not kosher. Whatever. Um, okay. All right. So that pretty much covers that section. Uh, if you're still with us, congratulations. You survived uh, the horrible realization that uh, modern medicine has been mutilating Western genitals. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much the worst. That's the worst part. Arguably, that's the worst part of the episode. Uh, I I disagree. I think what's coming up is worse. Uh, what's coming up was is it's a bunch of nonsense terms to describe the way that you feel sometimes. And, and you know I I, uh, I love it. I love academia, I love gender studies, I love all this stuff, I love talking about it, I love thinking about it, but sometimes, sometimes you get tested, and uh, we're about to get tested, so buckle up, buttercup, here comes the terms. So we're familiar with uh, transgender, we're familiar with cisgender, cisgender, does everybody know what cisgender means? Cisgender means you're in the right gender. As for your for your for your physical uh, for your physical sex, you are uh, you're you're matching up with your your gender identity matches your gender identity matches your physical sex. That's what cisgender is. Uh, we know what uh, uh, a transgender person is. Did we already say that? You know what uh. Uh, you know what, uh, you know what an ambonek is? Ambonek? A-M-B-O-N-E-C. You know what that one is? Any guesses? It's someone who identifies as both a man and a woman, and, uh, yet neither at the same time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, uh, so... That's what I mean. When I say we're getting into some terms that might make you chuckle, I'm sorry, I have a real hard time reading Ambonek, uh, somebody who identifies as both a man and a woman, yet neither at the same time, and not laughing. Because that, what does that mean? Does that mean, that's like saying, you know, the sky is blue, but it's also not blue. Uh, I'm not giving a suggestion of what it is, but it's not blue. So I'm telling you that the sky is blue, but it's also not blue. So it's not like sometimes it feels not blue. There's another word for that. There's a whole nother, there's a whole nother word. Uh, uh, aerogender. Aerogender. Aerogender is, is, is a gender that is influenced by your surroundings. Huh. So, uh, I, I, I'm definitely gonna go ahead and, uh, out my cat as aerogender. 
when he's around female cats, he's like uh, pretty much the manliest man you've ever seen in your life. When he's around uh, male cats, uh, he's a little different. Yeah. He kind of turns into a whole other gender. He goes from macho cat to pussycat. That's right. I said it. Pussycat. Yep. I'm uncomfortable too. I'm uncomfortable too. Um, yeah, but I can't help my aerogender cat. It's not my. It's not. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. Ah, effective gender. Effect. Effective. Effective gender. Effective gender. Uh, a f f e c t u g e n d e r. A gender that is affected by mood swings. Absolutely, that's me. I've never identified with something so much in my life. Uh, astral gender, a gender that feels connected to space. I know tons of I know tons of ladies that are astral gender. Um, bio gender, a gender that feels connected to nature in some way. Here's one of my favorites. Here's one of my. There's a couple of my favorites coming up here. There's there's the, there's the classic gender neutral. We already know this, but there's also a gender fuzz. You know what gender fuzz is? Uh, it's the feeling of having more than one gender that somehow also blurred together to a point of not being able to distinguish the identity of any individual gender. Uh, it's synonymous with blur gender. Uh, I'm not sure if that's different than, uh, what was the, I'm not sure if that's different than, uh, than, uh, uh, Embanek. How's, how's gender fuzz different than Embanek? Gender fuzz is way fun, way more fun to say. That's how it's different. Gender switched. A gender in which one is intrigued or entranced by the idea of a particular gender but it's not certain that they are actually feeling it. That's the real definition, y'all. The real definition is they're not certain that they're actually feeling it. Gender switched. Uh, uh, there's girl flux and there's boy flux. Uh, girl flux and boy flux. It's where you feel mostly male or female all the time. But you sometimes experiencing you sometimes experience a fluctuating intensities of feel of, of feel male or female identity or just feel. Um, the, you, are you are you noticing any uh, you noticing any patterns? Let's 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 try to notice some patterns. Let's do some more. How about um, omnigender? The feeling of having more than one simultaneous or fluctuating gender simultaneous with multi-gender and polygender uh, pangender the feeling of having every gender this is considered problematic by some communities and uh, has been used as a concept of relating in some way to all genders as opposed to containing every gender identity 
uh, only applies to genders within one's own culture. So what what does that mean? That means if you're if you're a white person in Seattle or if you're a white lady in New York or whatever's going on, and you read a really compelling argue or if you read a really uh, interesting article about two spirit Native American transgender people. And uh, you think that that's you? It, it isn't, because it's not your culture. That's what that means. Uh, there's uh, there's another. Uh, so the hijra uh, are uh, South Asian countries: uh, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. Uh, the hijra are people assigned male at birth who have a feminine gender expression. It's a very ancient tradition. Uh, hijra are recognized as a gender other than male or female. Um, if that's not your culture, that's not your deal. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's do uh, one more. Uh, Mahu. I think I'm saying that wrong 100%. Uh, it's a Hawaiian cultural gender non-binary role. Uh, it existed before Western culture and it survives today. If that's not your culture, that's not you. Don't go around and now pamphlets about how you're you're part of this culture that's not yours. You don't want to be a you don't want to be a intersex or a, or a trans or a, or a gender non-binary Rachel Dolezal, do you? I don't think so. So just 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 stay out of it if it's not your deal. Uh, don't appropriate somebody else's um, more sophisticated gender culture. It's tempting, but don't do it. So uh, back to uh, some more uh, some more terms. Nanogender, feeling a small part of one gender with the rest being something else. Uh, perigender. Ooh, this is a good one. So do you remember? I've been, I've been, I, I'm getting, getting off real top. I've been getting real off topic, but uh, I've asked you to been trying to pay attention to any sort of patterns associated with these terms. Uh, perigender. You know, per, any guesses what perigender is? Uh, perigender is when you identify with a gender, but not as a gender. So I guess that's just empathy. I'm not really sure, but um, let's do a couple more. How about uh, a uh, tregender? Oh, that's a good one. Tregender. A gender that stretches over the whole spectrum of genders. Trigender. The, feel the feeling of having three simultaneous or fluctuating genders. So I guess that means that you could either experience gender like, like I'm, uh, you know... I guess you'd have to have a third gender in order to know what that is. Um, so I guess you could feel both male, female, and non-gender, or you could feel, um, you know, like masculine, feminine, or feminine, feminine, or uh, masculine, masculine, or feminine, masculine, depending on what sort of uh, uh, vernacular and structure you understand your own gender, this would be completely up to you. So again, do you notice any patterns? I notice a pattern. Uh, it's that all of these terms are talking about vague feelings that you can't really describe that are both not exclusive, but also not 
superfluous. So these are all describing like real legitimate things that people feel that are genuinely helpful for them to understand the the world that they live in and how they how they fit into it and how they experience it. But it's all pretty much just words describing how male and female are inadequate. How male and female just don't cut it. How there's a huge spectrum of gender that more than one person is obviously experiencing. This is obviously not something that that a, that a very small minority of people experience. Otherwise, there wouldn't be such an enormous vernacular for feelings that, I mean, you know, have you, have you ever taken a gender studies class? Um, most of the people that are in gender studies are not gay. The overwhelming majority of people in a gender studies class, at least the one that I took in college, uh, were straight. Um, so it doesn't have anything to do with your sexuality. We already know this because it's a separate thing. But also, uh, your, how people experience their gender, it doesn't really, you don't need to be a queer weirdo to be gender queer. You don't need to be queer at all to be gender queer. Your gender is a whole separate thing from your sexuality. So, um... You know, if you feel like you don't fit in the male-female spectrum, welcome to the club. I don't either. I don't feel like anybody does. I feel like male-female is just a driver's license thing, you know? Um, it's an organ donor thing. I, I mean, even then, it doesn't really matter. I, it's, it's nuts. Uh, we, why do we put so much focus on gender at all? Well, because, because of sexism. If gender really didn't matter, then men wouldn't be more 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 powerful than, than women. Like if gender really had no influence on how people saw you in society, like if women and men were truly equal, we wouldn't care about these terms. We wouldn't care about people crossing over party lines. Uh, but there's obviously a, a you know, an uneven footing for the power dynamic. So if you try to cross the fence, some people on each side of the fence get really upset. Uh, but I'm looking at a never ending list. I mean, I'm gonna post this in the blog. Uh, it's a, it's an, an, a truly enormous list of gender identities that you can have. Uh, my point is, is that this is a completely separate issue from sexuality. It has huge social and cultural implications. And it's the sort of progress that's going to probably take the longest. So we should probably get a head start. I, everybody else is anyway. Everybody's talking about this anyway. It's not like I, you know, it's not like I'm some sort of crazy avant-garde revolutionary thinker i'm just some lady who has a computer and a microphone um okay so do you understand i mean all the gender stuff it's completely uh subjective 
theories at this point. There's a lot of cool brain scans that they've done. Um, they did some brain scans of a cisgender woman and a transgender woman and a cisgender man. And uh, the, cisgender, the cisgender man's brain scan uh, didn't look anything like the transgender woman's brain scan. It looked exactly like the cisgender woman's brain scan, which I think is amazing. I'm going to post that in the blog, too. Um, so there's some real science coming up about how gender is a spectrum and how uh, you can totally be a woman trapped in a man's body. Uh, so that's really exciting. But there's a ton of crazy Christian nonsense going on, too. Uh, so we got to be hyper vigilant about that and uh, really get really get up in people's faces about trans people about uh, gender issues all these different sorts of stuff it's really important so yeah I guess I understand if you have a hard time uh, accepting some of these gender identities definitely sympathetic to to your to your plea here um but it's definitely in everybody's best interest to start really dissecting gender for what it is um we take a lot of things for granted uh we should not be taking male female for granted because it does a lot of people a disservice and it also <laughs> you just can't really talk about gender without talking about gender equality um and uh that's a good thing to talk about uh you can't really have that discussion too much in uh too many from too many different perspectives uh we have to um raise awareness about uh, trans issues uh, we have to raise awareness about intersex issues we have to raise awareness about uh, gender being a spectrum and not in like a joking haha way in like a hey men shouldn't be prisoners and neither should women like we're kind of prisoners to these two categories. This is just such an exhausting way to live. It's so much easier when you give yourself more than two options. You know, I, there's always more than two options. Um, my mom used to say, uh, when God closes a door, he opens a window. Uh, I would say when God closes a door, he opens a window and if you go down to the basement you can just dig your way out with a spoon in a dramatic reenactment of Shawshank Redemption and I think that uh, gender, gender studies and annoying gender pronouns and some nonsense garbage is a way more fun version of, of Shawshank Redemption in its own way you're kind of just <laughs> digging with a spoon at nonsense for forever until suddenly like all of society has breakthrough that's my theory at least uh 
again, you know, why is this all a big deal? Because, because if women can just become men, then that means that male privilege is just like something that you can, uh, kind of toss around and throw away take as you take as you take as you want and that's not how they want it to be you know if you paid much attention to like re- religious stuff religious stuff like uh like mormonism you know what they say in the mormonism they say that uh men are like closer to god than women are and that uh uh as you like get older as a boy in the Mormon religion, you go off to mission, or, uh, you know, you go off to, like, your, you go off and you, like, do your missionary stuff, and, uh, women don't do that, they just, like, get pregnant and get married when they're, like, you know, it depends on what, it depends on what type of Mormonism you practice, but the point is, is that they, they straight up say, women can't talk to God, men can Men deserve more opportunities than women because men can talk to God. They deserve more authority than women because they can talk to God. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I just, like, when I remember when I was a kid, I was like, why don't we worship Mary like she birthed Jesus? We do worship Mary, but, like, we don't really worship Mary at all, if, if you really think about it. We don't worship Mary past, you know... Uh, the moment up until she had the baby. Like, we worship Mary since she got pregnant. It's right up until when she delivered the baby. And what happens to Mary? Like, what's Mary's life after she delivers the baby? Do we know? Is there a follow-up on Mary? No. I've never seen Mary the sequel. Have you seen Jesus Christ Superstar the sequel? Because I haven't. And there's no feature on Mary. Uh, she's just not, she's just totally out of it. So, like, um, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that if you fucking birthed the second coming of Christ, virgin style, uh, why is, like, the only thing that we worship about you the fact that you're a virgin? Uh, I'm super off topic. Super off topic. Wow. But yeah, I, it just wouldn't be such a big deal if it weren't for the fact that there's privilege involved. So if you can hop between genders, that privilege is being threatened. That's how I see it. I'm sure uh, all my male listeners uh, are going to hate this. But uh, have mercy on me, fools. You don't even get it. Um, in the meantime, I have no interest in being a man because I don't really, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really envy that testosterone nonsense. It seems like I just have enough anger as it is. I mean, I'm so angry. I named the, the goddamn podcast about my anger, but, uh, you know, apparently if I took testosterone, I'd be like even angrier than I am now. Like What? Um, or maybe not. I don't know. I know some really not angry dudes. They all seem to have low testosterone, though. I don't know. It's more complicated than testosterone. I should listen to my own fucking podcast. Okay, don't listen to me. Have a good week. Take care of yourself. 
Uh, next episode is either going to be about um, intersex people, kink, object sexuality. I don't even know. You tell me what it's supposed to be about. Uh, please and thank you. Ta-ta for...